everyone and welcome on board my longship. Newcomers or old timers, I'm honored to have you all sailing with me as always. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about runes. And I know that many, many, many of you have been waiting for so long for this particular episode. So here we go. So let me start this episode with telling you guys a little backstory of my feelings about the runes. So I've always known what runes are, literally from when I was a young kid, because my aunt always thought it was fun to do these little quiz games with me when she came to visit me, and I loved to learn, and that was like our thing, basically. And one of her standard questions was always, do you know what the first alphabet was called in the Norse countries? <laughs> and so I always knew what runes were. And it was only thanks to her, really, because this is not really taught in Swedish schools or actually even talked about in our country. And that has very many reasons, actually, which I think I'll do a separate episode about later. Maybe even after this one, actually, I think. But like so, I only ever knew about them as an old Norse alphabet, really. I wasn't aware of them being used in divination and magic and such when I was at that age. And that mindset of them only being used as an alphabet really was ingrained in me. And that made it challenging for me at this age to view the runes as something more than just an alphabet. And when I really embraced my spiritual side too, and looked into different kinds of divination tools. Divination tools has always been a huge interest for me, although I never really actually needed them. And I'll talk about that in another episode. But as I said, it was difficult for me to view the runes differently than just an alphabet back in the days of my spiritual journey. And those thoughts are something that I still can be holding in the back of my mind at times, even though I already know really how powerful they actually are, because I've felt it. Every time I work with them, I feel it super strongly, very physically so too, actually. But as you know, guys, I am a super skeptic. <laughs> so I still have some tendencies of thinking I only imagined it so. But when I actually feel them out again and again energetically and work with them, and every time I do, it's just so freaking powerful. And I can literally physically feel that power that they hold. And I honestly can't deny the results I've been getting either if I've done some work with them. And it truly blows my mind. Runes was there in the very beginning of my pagan path and they have been around me ever since really, in many different ways. They have been enriching my life and my magic in such grand ways that I'm really speechless about it. And I have some amazing stories to tell you guys about which I most likely will do in future episodes because I have several more episodes to do with runes as a topic so stay tuned for that. But the story I want to first tell you about this time is about the very first time I, as I call it, activated a rune. 
And I think it was about three or four years ago now. And that session really blew me away. I was almost actually scared, to be honest, of how powerful it was. And that really truly convinced me, a super skeptic, to believe in the powers of these symbols. And back then, I didn't know anything about runes and rune magic or had ever done anything with them. Because quite frankly, as I said before, I only considered them as an alphabet. So I was skeptical of any kind of mystical use with them. But oddly enough, I was also a little bit intimidated by them too. And I was also just constantly having this nagging feeling of being so drawn to them at the same time. And I was curious to see if it indeed was so that the runes were more than just an alphabet, since I felt so incredibly strongly called to them. And so, after years of resistance, I finally caved in, because I couldn't ignore that nagging feeling any longer, and I couldn't ignore all the things that happened to me and for me where the runes were involved either. And I'll talk about those things in another episode, but because of all that, I decided I wanted to try to get to know them energetically one by one, to see if it was actually something to these symbols. And what I did was that I took my runes that are made of crystals and I only held one of them in my hands and I chose the Algis because it's very special to me since it was the very first rune that was given to me in the beginning of it all. And then suddenly I was told by Freya to sing and I hesitated a small second but I started to sing the rune. And I just automatically started singing it in specific tones that just came. And I realized that I just needed to remember what I was capable of doing again with Freya's guidance. And as I sang, it started to actually vibrate and get hot and hotter and hotter very quickly, as well as it vibrated more and more in my hand, like a buzzing or how to explain it. And I felt it in my entire body as well after a little while. And the rune crystal quickly became so hot that it actually burned and my reflexes just kicked in and I dropped it on the table. And when it was dropped, I just stood there in total disbelief for a minute or so, just standing there, (laughs) collecting my mind of what actually just had happened. I couldn't believe it. And I was thinking I must have imagined this. So I wanted to touch the rune and see if it was still hot. And I barely dared to touch it again, to be honest, but I collected some courage and I did. And it was still a bit hot. And then it really hit me that this was in fact happening for real. And I actually felt a bit intimidated by that, to be honest. And then I asked Freya what just had friggin' happened. And I only got the answer, activation. I was in total disbelief and a little bit in shock too of what I just had experienced. And I even was a little scared for a second too when it happened, but gods, it was a powerful experience. And since then, I am convinced of the incredible power the runes hold. I always try to find all sorts of logical solutions before I consider something else, but I literally have no way of denying it after this experience. 
And this story is the story that I told that person who's involved in one of the two YouTube channels that I talked about in my episode Our Sacred Silence. And I regret that I told him that, but now it's already out because he spilled it without my consent. And he's got thousands of followers that's probably seen this already by now. So I can just as well tell you guys this all on my own terms too, here on my own platform. And unfortunately, now he and his group all tries to do this themselves and such. And by showing it to all of his subscribers, well, some of them most likely would want to try that for themselves too. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, gods. Practicing runic galder or other ways of working with them can be very overwhelming. And I honestly believe that it can potentially also be dangerous if it's being done without people knowing what they're actually dealing with or doing. The runes are definitely not something to be played with. And if you're not guided by any of the old ones, for example, or if you don't have the knowledge with you from past lives or whatnot, then just leave the runes be, is my advice. So anyhow, that's a little story of how I got to learn how to activate the runes and which also naturally led me into practicing runic galder full on, which is a little bit of my expertise nowadays and other kinds of runic work as well. And ever since, I've been getting to know the runes and using them for literally almost everything that I do. And I would definitely say that runes are almost entity-like or how to explain it. It's very interesting how they are and work. But enough story time for now and let's continue. For some reason, runes are one of the first things that pagans want to start digging into when starting out on the Norse path. It's always the big thing, apparently. And people start looking for books and YouTube videos to find info about the runes. And as most of you old timers know, I'm not a very big fan of books. (laughs) But it depends on what you're using them for though. As for learning the runes for a magical, energetical purpose, I'd recommend you stay away from the books. At least until you've gotten a feeling for the energies of the runes yourself. And after that, you could compare your notes to what different authors write about them too, for example. Well, if you even feel the need to do that, that is. Because remember, those authors are just ordinary people who also have experienced the runes in different ways. And who says those authors are the ultimate rune masters? You can never only go on what an author says of how a rune functions energetically, because that's just their own personal experiences they write about. And that's by no means actual facts or applies to how you would work with the runes yourself either. You will also not learn properly if you only read thousands of books about them and then think you know everything about them energetically. And you can read books for 50 or 60 years and still not know about them energetically. So, I mean, there's people that are justifying their knowledge by saying that, oh, I've been reading books about them for 50 years and I know everything about them. And that's just ridiculous to think like that. However, if you only want to learn about the runes as an alphabet and just pure history, archaeology and facts, then sure, go for the books by all means and do your research. But in order to get to know the runes and use them magically, you will have to be able to feel them and get to know them energetically so. Otherwise, you just cannot work with the runes in that way. 
If you cannot feel them, you're most likely not supposed to work with them at all in that way, really. And I know that that fact can be tough to chew for some people, but that's just the harsh reality, I'm afraid. And once again, I want to remind you guys that just because you're pagan doesn't mean you need to be or meant to be a practitioner of the craft too. Now, let's go through what you can use the runes for in terms of magical purposes. You can use the runes for divination in the form of casting the runes, or rune casting as I call it, and you can do runic galder and use them for other different kinds of spell work too. And I want to clarify what casting the runes mean, or rune casting, and when I say that, I mean that you throw your runes, which can be made of bone, crystal, stone, clay, wood and such materials, onto your table, the floor, the ground or whatever is convenient and see how the runes fall out. Then you can read them and feel them energetically and intuitively. And that is a form of divination method using the runes. People has also asked me a lot about which Futhark is the best one to be used. And there are two Futharks. It's the younger Futhark and the elder Futhark. And personally, I always only use the elder Futhark. And I do that because those are the ones calling to me. And I have never felt that with the younger Futhark, as of now at least. And I can't answer as to why, really. It just is like so. But you should use whatever Futhark that you feel is right for you. Runes are powerful, and after all the experiences I've had with them, and all the work and results I've been getting with the help of them, I genuinely cannot deny their powers. And for some they are just letters, and that's totally fine. But I, myself, don't really care about others' opinions. I know what I experienced, and I could see the results of my work with them. In my opinion and my own experiences, runes are powerful AF and shouldn't be played with. If you really feel called to work with the runes, then go for it, but I sure hope you will have the guidance of the old ones, because trust me, you will need it. And I also want to mention that in my opinion, the runes are not for everyone to be worked with. Even if many want to, because they're curious. And I'm sorry, but that's just not enough, really. Some also think it's what you're supposed to learn, just because they're walking the Norse path and such. And for some, it may still be hard to believe that runes do have power, and that they were ever used in magical workings in the Viking Ages. But to them, I want to say that even if they were not used like that in the Viking Ages, doesn't mean that they don't hold power now. And I'll explain why. Because think of the many generations that actually have used them for that, and nowadays too. And all the intentions and energy, everything that all these people have put in these symbols through the years, all that energy is being put into these very symbols. So maybe that can be something to consider. And with all that said, this episode has now come to an end. But we still got the Swedish word left to bite into. And this time the word is runor, which means runes. And it's spelled R-U-N-O-R. Runor. 
Thank you all for sailing with me today. Lots of love to you all. And don't forget to subscribe to my newly created YouTube channel. And I haven't posted any videos as of yet, but trust me, they are coming. So if you want to take part of that material, please do consider to subscribe. That would make me super, super duper happy. So I hope to see you there. And I will, of course, continue with my podcast. This podcast is not going anywhere. Trust me. <laughs> So anyways, hot dog.